Hey, welcome to the All 49ers Roundtable. It's been a while. Want to welcome back an old friend of the show, Leo Luna, along with Jose Sanchez, me, Grant Cohn. Niners finished up a game last night. Let's get right freaking into it, not mess around. First question, I mean, people are trying to digest this. It wasn't a good showing, but it was also preseason. So people are trying to figure out what's the proper level of concern to have. And it always goes to the quarterback. So let me ask you guys, how do you think Trey Lance played in this game? Leo, you start. So uh, with Trey Lance, you always got to keep in mind, it's a very, very small sample size in 22 snaps. And it's not like all 22 was passes to begin with. So it wasn't all reads to begin with. Um, and the star of the, the camp was what? Brandon Ayuk? How many design plays to Brandon Ayuk? None. He had one target on a scramble drill, basically, that skipped to him. Mm -hmm. um, and then Debo Samuel. How, you know, like, how many fade routes to Debo Samuel did we see in his star season last year? Mm -hmm. Not not very often. Mm -hmm. I think week one against the Detroit Lions when the corner fell down. Um, but so it's like you... I got to digest that a little bit, that this was not Shanahan's offense. It's not something that we're going to expect week one. Um, you know, it's like, do you want to see certain things improved on from Trey Lance? Yes. And and when I say that, I, I'm talking about, say, um, the, the anticipation during horizontal design plays, uh, like George Kittle overshot him a little bit. It is what it is. The Malik Turner pass, it was a little low. But I'm never going to better low you know, than high. Yeah, I'm never going to point a finger at a, a quarterback and be like, "Oh, that's got to be on the face mask, so he could run right, after." Right. One, they converted the first down. Yeah. Two, what you said, better low than high. You want him? Like, would you guys prefer Malik Turner to jump up and catch that ball? Like, mm -hmm. I don't think so. Um, so he put it in a spot where only Malik Turner can catch it. Um, and then I guess the last one that stands out to me is uh. I believe it was the first down play where he got sacked on and it, they lost like eight yards or whatever it was. And, and this is where I say anticipation because you had Brandon Ayuk running a vertical route. He took the safety as well as the boundary corner. And then you had Debo Samuel on a cross and you see it as soon as Ayuk takes the boundary corner and the safety Debo's going to be all by himself. But instead you know, the sack happened and that that's why I would say like, I'm literally nitpicking here. Um, but lastly, Trey Lance will be fine. This is not Shanahan's offense that he's going to be running into week one. All right. Good answer, man. What are you, what are you thinking, Jose? Yeah, it was underwhelming. That was pretty underwhelming because uh, the same thing Leo said is not like they were running like the same offense they would have ran in a regular season game. Um, but I also got a sense that he was not, not timid, but almost like, Oh God, what am I going to do behind this offensive line out here? Am I supposed to sit back here? So that's why I was wondering, like, almost when that play at Leo siding, I saw that too, was is he just, like, not sure if he can, like, just stand in there and throw it without taking a hit or something? Or is that just maybe just some rookie growing pains? I, I probably would lean with the rookie growing pains. I know he's not a rookie, but, you know, starting debut. Um, I would lean more towards because it was a little bit of shakiness. It's underwhelming, and there is still a lot we got to see to polishing up. But I thought it was a good summation in the way of, you know, week one, that's how I was going to see. There's going to be a lot of highs. And then week three today, there's going to be like, that's going to be kind of the low where it's like, eh, it's more, it's more of like a plateau of like steady streaming, like not nothing great, nothing spectacular. Um, I think, I think that's going to be the two, the two sides of one coin with Lance, where you're going to get that peak, the 
spectacular boom and then mm. the uh, you know kind of kind of dips here almost like a stock here here so so i think that's what we're gonna see with lance and i think the regular season you're gonna hope you see more week one against the packers than you do last night against the texans i feel like what he did last night is pretty much what we would ex- what i would expect given no trent williams no mike mcglinchy no game planning and no real run game like the run game that they did last night, that's not what they're going to be doing. I mean, we've been talking about there's going to be the pistol. There's going to be option, like all kind of misdirection stuff. They didn't. They just did a bunch of vanilla stuff. So there wasn't much to really evaluate. I understand his quarterback rating was low, and you'd like to see him have some big plays. There were two big play opportunities. There was the deep throw to Debo that, I don't know, I thought was a decent throw. He hit Debo in the chest. I felt like Debo didn't exactly separate. What's up? 70% of the time, that's going to be P.I. With, with I, thought the corner, I thought that was a good throw. With the corner's arm, yeah. like Debo had one arm. 70% of the time, a flag probably okay. gets thrown. So to me, I think, so there's of the, of the two big plays, that to me, I, I liked Lance's throw on that. And then on the sack, I saw Dan Orlovsky's breakdown. And yes, Debo's open, but at the same time, Ross Dwelly is blocking a defensive end and gets whooped immediately. And I feel like if you look at it, I'd like to see it from the end zone, but it seemed like what Lance did was try to avoid that free rusher and then stepped into another rusher. You know what I mean? It seemed like, yeah, maybe Aaron Rodgers gets that throw off, but most quarterbacks don't. Jimmy doesn't. To me, I don't think there was a lot to evaluate from Trey, which is unfortunate. It'd be nice if he could have played the whole first half and gotten into a rhythm, but this is the, uh, the line he's working with. Maybe if Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey were out there, it would have been different, but they weren't. And we knew that. Is anything wrong with Trent Williams? No, he's fine, right? He's fine. It's good. He's good. I mean, Kyle did say yesterday, like, said, <laughs> we're hoping to get Trent back. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was an eyeball well, razor. That was, that that's was the thing. Like, Nick, glass. If, if, if anyone gets hurt on the team, the Niners will tell you. But if it's Nick Bosa or Trent Williams, they'll be like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Because Nick Bosa injury. missed two days of practice, and they're like, no, 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 he's good. He's good. But we're like, well, what's that big wrap on his leg? Nothing. What wrap? What are you talking about? Just like, straight put the what? men in black on you and bring out the little thing. Like, you don't need to ask that question, bro. And just flash and just forget. It's like, probably too minor to, for them to even mention, but it's probably True. something. But if it were big, they'd have to say it. But it's probably not a big thing. All right, let's move on to the next question. Should Trey Lance have played longer in this game? I, I couldn't help but notice that Davis Mills went through the end of the first half and Trey Lance came out. Was after two series? Three? Two? Interesting. Sorry. Three. Okay, what do you think, Jose? Should he have played longer? No, because he was going to get game whipped the whole time, and it didn't look like he trusted his offensive line. The same reason why I didn't think he didn't make that throw. I mean, you just said it himself. Dwelly, you had Dwelly block in the end like that, thinking he's going to hold on to this guy for more than a couple seconds. Like, no. A play action on. play. That's a long developing play. Sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, <laughs> look, and I get like they had pretty much essentially the starting, the starting interior line there, except, except for – you know, it's the center, Jake Brendel, who's actually pretty looking decent. Um, no, don't keep him out there. You know, Davis Mills is great and all, but Trey Lance, you know, Kyle Shanahan said it best. Like, I would have loved to have gotten Jimmy, I mean, uh, Trey out there longer, but that just didn't happen that way. AK, yeah, our offensive line wasn't there, man. They, they weren't there. These guys were a bunch of, like, nets just letting people through the holes and stuff like that, like nothing, and it was just disgusting. So I thought, I thought that was perfect. Like, okay, three series, just get his leg under him, just get him some game time, I mean – how much did that really help him and how much more would it really help them? So to me, just get them out there clean. Great. We, we already know what this offensive line looks like right now. Just, just get them, just get them ready for the regular season so he can actually unload. I'm at the point to where I'm like, for what reason the offensive line looked like crap. The play calling is vanilla. It's not an offense. You're going to run into the season. Um, that's why I'm like, okay, you take joint practices or team practices more important than you would say this preseason game. 
So to me, it's like what what would it solve essentially if Trey Lance goes out there, gets a fourth confidence drive, and booster? say, yeah, <laughs> confidence booster. I mean, I'm saying, I mean, he he's not exactly that's, Aaron Rodgers. That's fair, but yeah. if it's not I'm trying the, to give you the playbook yeah. you're calling, you know, yeah. like yeah. I I don't know what confidence it's going to do. So it's like, yeah, if he stayed out there, not. was he going to have success? It looked like he was under siege. Right, exactly, and it looked yeah. like Debo, the third drive, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk were also out of the game. Same with George Kittle. So that fourth drive would have been with Malik Turner, Ray Ray McLeod, Danny Gray, which, you know, they're cool and all. I like them. They're my three, four, or four, five, and six receivers. But if Trey Lance is going out there for a fourth series, I would need Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle out there. Look, I, I wasn't there, but the way I saw it on television was on that third drive, uh, his second to last throw was second and eight from the 41. Jalen Moore got beat around the left. And the way I saw it was uh, – the pass got tipped by a defensive end, but I also thought his hand hit the defensive end's hand, and that's how he broke his finger last year—not on a but on a helmet. So he threw one more pass after that, a little check down to Trey uh, Sermon, and got the hell out of the game. That would scare me as a coach. Oh, you hit your hand again in a preseason? Get the hell out of the game. So I think maybe they would have liked to have him play longer, but maybe that was the reason they took him out. I don't know because that's kind of scary and probably brings up deja vu. So it's yeah. fair. I, I wouldn't say you're I wouldn't say you're necessarily reaching because it literally happened last season. So I think it's fair if you're Kyle Shanahan and you see that close contact to be like, yeah, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Like this close to like having to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo and being like, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. <laughs> we really like you. All right. Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, Adam Schefter before last night's game went on ESPN and said the Niners could keep Jimmy Garoppolo as the backup. I've been saying this. Jed's been saying they've been saying this. Everyone's like they're bullshitting, right? Well, what do you guys think? Do you think this could actually happen? I mean, I know I ask you this every time, but like now Adam Schefter said it. So what do you think, Leo? Um, no, not a not a chance. It's okay. uh I think John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have been pretty clear that they're moving like fully moving on to Trey Lance. And when I say fully moving on, that means Jimmy Garoppolo off the roster. Um, he's only been with this team for so long because they're hoping for a Hail Mary, except Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing that Hail Mary. So it's probably not going to be completed. Uh, they're probably just going to have to release him, move on from there. It's uh, no, it's like Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't even traveled with the team to a preseason game. He's not in quarterback meetings. Um, he has no idea what's going on to the 49ers this season with this offense. Um, I don't see how you go from that phase to, all right, come be QB two. Like, no, like, the, especially for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, he may ask to be released at that point. Like, he's been a good Samaritan this whole time. But if you go, all right, we actually want to keep you and be quarterback two now, then I would not be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo goes, F this, like, yo, cut me now. Um, so it he's not going to be a part of the team. It's, uh, you just, it's quick reactions off of last night where, like Trey Lance didn't break the internet or anything. So people are still trying to loop in Jimmy Garoppolo because of the NFC championship appearance and the Super Bowl appearance. What do you think, Jose? Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't, he never requested a trade or not trade or a cut immediately or just already by now. So I, I see no way he's staying on board. It would be malpractice for the 49ers to keep him on with that, with that contract as a backup, considering he hasn't done a single thing. And it's not like he's going to be, you, you know, he says as the backup, but, 
ultimately he's not really anyone's backup. He's just someone to put on the shelf. He's not going to come into a game. You're not going to throw him into the into the into practice or to any game this season when he hasn't participated in, in anything. What are you what are you going to do? You're going to do some guy who's been playing vacation and playing like little mm-hmm. side hustle practice mm-hmm. by himself. That that's stupid. So to me, it's just like if you're Jimmy, number one, now you're going to demand your release if the 49ers aren't serious. Number two, I think it's more just the 49ers just last this effort, last this effort, last this effort to try to get some trade value. And it's like, dude, it never was there. The moment the last domino fell with Baker Mayfield, that trade market was over with. And the fact that Deshaun Watson, 11 games, I mean, sure, it gave it like a smidge of life. But no, they they man they were made pretty steadfast that they are not going to trade for him. So this was just the same thing I think Allah has been saying since March is best case scenario, he's got to get cut, and there's no point. And think about it, the how I see it is you keep him on, you're pretty much just saying, like just imagine, just imagine you keep a roster spot for him and you cut Jordan Mason or cut someone who could be an actual contributor. That's that's dumb to me. That's just rookie moves. You can't do this cut him and i i love why you a little bit love the trying great it's what you're doing for your business but let's be real he he shouldn't be i, I don't see it anymore he's gonna be on this team he's going to i totally buy this let me lay it out i'm serious i already bet like a big bottle of wine I, i'm fully invested in this here's why at this point like like leo already laid leo laid out my argument you just said his he's essentially not even fit to be the backup quarterback of this team because he hasn't been prepared for it right correct well, that means he's not fit to be a starting quarterback anywhere either and that's the way I look at it. He's not going to be a starting quarterback this year. It's too late. He's been hurt. He missed training camp. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. No one's waiting like, oh, man, if we could just get Jimmy in here for three days, he's going to start week one. No, he's a backup. And he has to be, be honest with himself. Your options this year are be a backup somewhere or don't play. Take the year off. And so what the Niners can say to him is like, look, like you're a backup now. You could be a backup with us. And we'll pay you more than any other. We'll pay you. We'll we'll beat any offer. We want you to be our backup because, frankly, Nate Sudfeld kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> we want you to be our backup. Your choice right now is where do you want to be a backup? You, I mean, if Trey Lance gets hurt, you got George. I mean, it could all work out here for you. Or you could go learn a new offense and go to Detroit. Up to you. What do you want to do? And then it's up to him. I That's what I think is. I don't think they're going to pay him $27 million to be the backup, but I think they'll pay him more than any other team will pay him to be a backup. And I don't think Seattle's going to come through on September 10th and be like, Oh, be our starter, Jimmy. I, I don't see that, but I could be wrong. It's I, my argument against Seattle. It's you have two, you would call what blue chips, free agents in the draft next season. Like, oh yeah. What is Jimmy Garoppolo going to do for you? He's going to um, push you out of contention to get them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're now you're going to be outside so you can of the get top seven wins, right? Yeah. You need to be in the top four to get those guys. So it's like the, Seattle, I, I feel like Seattle sees the future. I don't feel like they're like ready to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they're just going to do this as, say, redshirt season mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. go get their guy next year. They suck. All right, yeah. that, that's why I think Jimmy's staying. But again, I, I when I lay it out, it's crazy. But I'm just trying to explain what, what the Niners might do. But I, I'm with you guys. They shouldn't do it. Ricky Miranda says, hey, guys, good morning. Tell me why I spent three hours last night watching turnstiles try to play football. <laughs> Preseason's rough. You know, back in the day, they used to have six preseason games. That was before our time. Six? Back in the prehistoric ages? Yes. My egotistic aura says, keep Jimmy. I'm losing confidence in the kid. Oh, really? Already? Why don't, why don't we just see what the offense looks like in one Bust. regular season game? Pick. He's got why the Jimmy we... jersey on. 
Jeez. Uh, John Wayne, new member. Thank you. Tobin Ernst says, glaring weakness with O-line while retaining a $27 million dead man. The payroll explained to me how those two things have nothing to do with each other again. I don't know. I'm, I'm reading a lot of that on Twitter right yeah. now. It's like, don't blame the offensive line. Don't blame Jimmy's. Okay. Well, it's not great right now. It could be better. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. And like, I, there's that one stat where Trey Lance is like, has like the, like the greatest quarterback rating ever of a young quarterback not under pressure, minimum something attempts. Well, if that's the case, you might want to build up some offensive line for him. If he's that good when you keep him clean, keep him clean. Keep him clean. All right, sorry. Tobin, thank you. Um, that's why my uh, couple more, and then we'll get back to the show. Run game better or worse without Mike McDaniel. You haven't seen it yet. Hold on. Yeah, I was about to say, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's gonna be, it might be better. Familia Garcia Flores says it's so sad. People still asking for Jimmy and chat. It is extremely sad. It's it's sad. He should just make a cameo so you can like talk to him directly. <laughs> Goldblood, Goldblood says Kyle and John make no sense. Get all the D linemen, O line, Bob, get another back. No, but the problem is they spent a second round pick on Aaron on the wrong one. They could have had Creed Humphrey. They got Aaron Banks. That's a problem. That's a problem. John Wayne says people are worried about Jimmy G affecting Trey Lance and his mindset. Okay. If Jimmy G can affect Trey Lance negatively, Trey has no chance to succeed. He has to man up and take the reins of the team. It's not man fair. up. It's not his fair. name is John Wayne. And he says, well, if it's John Wayne, <laughs> he said I can't, I can't argue with that. The uh, man of man's who's to say he hasn't. Who's to say he hasn't on the goal line says grant. There's no shot to keep him unless they restructure the deal. I think they will restructure his deal. That's what I'm saying. Which, if you're Jimmy, why would you do that? Because you're gonna, because your options are, are crap at this point. That's what I'm saying. I still it's think the Niners sure should give him the biggest offers. offers. Yeah, is that, is that does the agent definitely knows what's out there for him? So right, the Niners can still give him the best offer and not give him 27 million dollars. Like they could probably give him the best offer at eight million. If they keep him, they should just start a show like Real Housewives of 49ers. That would be. <laughs> That's what they should rename uh, Brick by Brick Real House. I love that. Paige, <laughs> Paige Kasten says, looks like Tart might be cut. Should we pick him up? Pick him up! Mock. Yeah. yeah. Ing. Yeah. Pick Good him point. up. See. See. Why not? See. I mean, he can't be worse than Tashawn Gibson at this point. Please tell me how Jimmy would perform better behind that line with wide receiver being unable to get separate. He wouldn't. I think Dan Orlovsky's point is that Aaron Rodgers might be able to perform better, but Okay, yeah, he's, like he wasn't an option. They tried. They tried to trade Trey Lance for Aaron Rodgers. It didn't work out. Yeah. Didn't they? Aaron Rodgers, he's only just one of one. Like, no big deal. I loved Orlowski. who's was like, see, see, Aaron would have like a slower hitch here. Like, yeah, okay. Like, all right. I know, I once, like he answered, once he said that, so I was like, what all would right. What you do, fine. Dan? How would you handle this situation, Dan? Yeah. Kyler says, I don't know if y'all want this, but Malik Turner could not only make the team, but have a real impact. He's been playing his ass off. Special yeah. teams. I don't know who he was before they got him, but uh, I remember him because in the overtime it, against Seattle, the Monday night game when the 49ers were undefeated, it was like third and 16 and uh, Russ was out booting out and then found Malik Turner. Malik Turner broke a couple tackles and picked up the first down. That was the same drive. Dre Greenlaw picked off uh, Russell Wilson. Oh, so that's why he's on the 49ers. Yeah. Hey, for Malik Turner. All right. Comes full do, you circle. Think the, do you think the 49ers regret letting Lake and Tomlinson walk? Now, I think they would probably say, well, we couldn't afford them salary cap, except that they do have the ability to create $25 million in cap space whenever the hell they want. Or what was it, 17, I guess, before he had passed his physical? 17. Like, more than enough to keep Lake and Tomlinson. What do you think? Think they're regretting it right about now? Jose. 
Uh, honestly, I don't think they do. Um, I mean, I know on the surface it looks like it. Obviously, Thompson's a better option than anything they have at left guard. But mm-hmm. I think knowing in their minds is, hey, we have a chance to trade Jimmy, get his contract off, get a pick, and then finally give our second-round draft pick a chance, who now he's going back to his natural position, so maybe that'll make him round out better. He's got a year under his belt from redshirt season, you know, and the 49ers have touted so much about how great, you know, a redshirt season was for Lance. He did get a little bit of action and other players, so the idea was, all right, Banks, let's see what you got here. And so far, it's been looking very mid at best. Yeah, you know, it's nothing nothing that catches your eye or anything like that. I mean, I know, again, just training camp, just preseason and stuff like that. But you would expect something better. I mean, I feel like Bert Burford's been playing better than him. And he was already, he's a day three pick. Yeah. I think, if anything, what the 49ers are showing is, look, you don't need to go that high for a guard or interior player like that. Why don't you just wait until day three? You're proving it right now with your right guards, Burford, that you don't have to reach that high. And you could have done what you did, Grant and yeah. grab that Creed Humphrey or something and looked elsewhere, look towards the future. Because right now it's like looking, you guys are reaching the same thing you did with the guard. The same thing you do with running back chase sermon. I mean, Ty Davis price isn't doing anything. I mean, whatever you guys are doing in terms of these positions, you're, you're valuing them too high than what other teams are viewing, you know, because guards just look like you can get on day three and they're kind of proving it themselves with how they're doing right now with Burford. So I don't think they regret it, but, I think the process and how they're looking at with guard, because, you know, you, you had to see what you what you had with Banks, second round pick. You had to get your yeah. ROI. Um, but I think that's the only thing they regret more so than anything. Yeah. All right. Everybody wants to have an instant reaction with the quarterback position. So I'll have instant reaction with the left guard. And that's going to be, yeah, th- they regret it. Like Aaron Banks is through this preseason. He looks like he's not it. Um, the only thing that's going to help him out is Trent Williams being next to him. That's the only thing that's going to help him out. If he didn't have Trent Williams, oh, my God, it it, it may even be worse. True. So it's just like with, with Lincoln Tomlinson, you know what you're getting. Like that book is already written with Lincoln Tomlinson. Um, with Aaron And Banks, it's good. It's no not idea. great, but it's good. He's good. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He, not yeah. great, for sure. Like but Pro good. Bowl was a bit of a reach, but um, but he's a really good player. He's, yeah. he's not mid. Like – Jose no. referred to Aaron Banks as so it's like that case mid that case and mid. and mid is being nice like you're being nice on that by the way yeah. so it's just like <laughs> bammer do you really want say certain plays to come across Aaron Banks face where he doesn't get the pass protection and now you're punting like in big moments like that can really happen and if that does happen I think you're absolutely gonna regret Lincoln walking because you have Jimmy Garoppolo still. Like, that's ultimately what it come, comes back to. If Jimmy Garoppolo's money was off the books, I would feel confident that Lincoln may be on this team. They should regret it, but I don't think they do. I mean, they're just in a very different situation than the Rams last year. The Rams got rid of Jared Goff because they, they couldn't cut him. They had to trade him and eat that. They brought in Matthew Stafford. They were all in. It was a Super Bowl or bust year. The Niners right now are like, it's not really Super Bowl or bust for us. We could win it. We could, but you know, we, we're not gonna. It's like I don't. I, if they really thought that with one year on the bench in the system, first year starter Trey Lance would come in and lead the Niners to a Super Bowl, they wouldn't have Aaron Banks starting. They wouldn't have all these unproven guys starting. They would have found a way to bring back Lake and Thomas and get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, but they didn't. And I, even though they say they love Trey Lance, I think everything their their actions say that like this isn't really our year. It could be, 
Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. Let's be realistic. I mean, if everything goes well, maybe next year should be our year, which is such a weird thing for a team that just went to the NFC Championship game to like act. Um, but I, at the same time, I mean, first year starter, 22 years old, frankly, from what we've seen this offseason, it's not like he's a top 10 quarterback yet. Maybe this is the prudent thing to be like, instead of just going for, maybe we'll go for it next year. I don't know. It, it, that seems to be there. That's my take on their offseason. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, when you mentioned about the Rams trading golf, that thing, they couldn't wait to get him out of the building. Yeah. So they didn't like really have a personal relationship versus the yeah. Niners with Garoppolo. And they didn't create cap space getting rid of him. They were like, yep. just go away. We don't want to see your face yep. anymore. And Garoppolo was like, this is a perfect example of like personal relationship over business where it's like they didn't want to trade him or do or cut him early just because like we like the guy who want to treat him well and stuff like that and make him look good, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's right. what it kind of feels like to me. Yeah. Shreddy Murphy says, bro, did you hear John Lynch pregame last night? They're going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. This is why I make the bets that I do. I don't make bets to lose. You kidding? My dad's deep in debt to me. I also heard him say something else on the radio talking about, like, yeah, we're kind of getting up up against it in terms of how long they can keep him. So, okay. He's over Don't here. Tell me that. I want to win. Adam Paul says, what's up, Grant? All this talk about Jimmy and Trey. What about Brock Purdy? He looked like second string quarterback. Can you tell he really wanted it those last few minutes to play Purdy? Yeah, I'm not a Sudfeld guy. Sorry. I like Purdy what, better. What about Willie Sneed, though? What about Jesus. Willie Sneed, though? Who did he, who's did he drop? Was it Purdy's? Purdy's. Yeah, in the end zone. To be fair, Purdy didn't walk it over to him. He tried to throw it through the air. And Willie Sneed was like, why would you? I, I'm a wide receiver. What are you thinking? Kyler says, I wish Banks was at least mid. Yeah, I'm not seeing it with Banks. I don't know. You saw it. Did you see him in the one-on-ones? When you were there, did you see the one-on-ones? Or did they not do it that day, those days? I was only looking at secondaries and wide receivers. Dude, he can't anchor whatsoever. Alex Barrett was just bull. Which that was the problem last year. The few times I was there too, he just he's just soft, man. And Leo was there for some practices too last year. He's just soft. He looks the same to me, to be honest. I don't know what it is, but John Lynch gets like he falls in love with these Notre Dame players, man. They, they're so like buttoned up and professional and mature and they're like yes this is the kind of guy for me and then you got mike mcglinchey and aaron banks and they're like two of the softest i'm sorry mike but it's not what they had envisioned those are guys you those are talents you could have got later okay enough of that let's talk about the offensive line in general because again i'm seeing day after analysis is way different than night of analysis night of analysis and then the next morning is well actually this isn't as bad as you thought and this isn't as bad as you thought and the thing i'm seeing this morning is don't blame the offensive line what we saw was an inexperienced quarterback creating pressure by holding on to the blah, 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 blah. That's not what I saw last night. I, I, maybe I'm more stuck in the, the night of analysis than the morning after, because the morning after analysis is always very, actually, we, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Is the, am, I, am I making too much of this offensive line? Is it all a barrage right now? I don't know. You tell me. Who's up first? Leo. I'll go. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an issue if you don't have Mike McGlinchey for sure. Yeah. Uh, if you do have Mike McGlinchey, I think you'll be fine because then you're looking at basically like a, like a triangle within the offensive line being solid and that triangle yeah. being Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey and, uh, Brendel in the middle though, Brendel, yeah. you know, he's got good traits so and then he, and so then he looked. And then he's looking good as well. So I'm like, okay, you know, UCLA too, which is really important. That's great. I like that about yeah. him. Yeah. And so then it's like, I, I believe, I know Burford had a rough night last night, but I believe he'll be fine. Um, the biggest question mark for me is the left guard position. Um, but hmm. how big is it? I would say it's probably mild um, because of left guard is, is a crucial position in this offense. It's the reason why 
Uh, Tomlinson was around for about five years. So it's just, um, and we haven't really seen what it looks like without him because he was an Iron Man. Uh, so it's just kind of, uh, it, it's mild right now. It, the only reason why it's mild is because you don't know when McGlinchey's going to play. Yeah. You don't know what Banks is going to look like. While I have hope for Burford, that still remains to be unseen in a regular season action. So it's mild. It's not hot. It's not <laughs> like, oh, my God, Trey Lance is going to get sacked every single play. Okay. No, I don't think okay. it's going to be that. What do you think, Jose? Yeah, before training camp preseason, I thought it was the biggest issue, but I think it's for me, it's a little it's a little more tapered off. It's still an issue to me, but it's not as like huge glaring. Um, because mainly because of Brendel. Like to me, I thought Leo hit hit the nail on the head. Like, okay, like I have faith in I'm I'm not worried about Williams. That's a constant. And then right. seeing McGlinchey in training camp and early goings of preseason, I was like, okay, McGlinchey's fine. He knows how to come back from injury. I think he'll be okay there too. And then Brendel's looked okay as well. Um, the only Concerns really would be the two guard position, which Burford is a fine, surprisingly. He's that's a great find right there. Um, and then yeah, like Leo laid out left guard, okay, huge question mark. And then I guess still, I guess so to me, so ultimately just interior, but it's not as like red alert as it was. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not confident in it because that could still be like a fault. Like we saw last night, there were still some plays where it's like, God, what the hell are these guys doing? I mean. It, it, it's something where you hope it's the loose ends are a little more tightened up. And I wrote it in the game story last night. It's, it's, it's the, the way the offensive line performed was kind of a showcase of how they were in training camp for a good portion of, of well, you know, what you've seen grant, what I saw a little bit. Um, and that it kind of was the same thing, you know, week, the, the way Trey Lance's performance was week one and week three is the same way the offensive line was week one, week three, week one, it wasn't, it was looking pretty solid. You know, mm-hmm. I know they allowed the pressure a little bit there, but week three was a lot more pressure versus like clean pockets. So I kind of see I kind of see them and Lance being a roller coaster at the same time. But there's going to be highs where they're going to have good moments, and a lot of lows. So again, same thing. You hope the regular season you cut down on as many lows as you can, and that kind of starts with that interior. Because I'm not worried about Williams. I'm not that worried about McGlinchey. It's more so what's that interior? Is Brendel the real deal? Is Banks ever going to figure out? Because that's why they're putting Poe there because. They, they, they are trying to get him some reps just to see what he looks like. I know Kyle Shannon was like, oh, that's what Chris Forrester's doing. The only reason why Shannon is saying that is like, no, Forrester, you could do what you want and get your guy ready in case Banks isn't it. But I want to see our second-round pick do well because we look like fools. It doesn't work out that way. So that's why I think that's the way I interpreted it. So ultimately, just interior. Just hopefully those loose ends are tightened up and polished. And if they're just sufficient, just sufficient, you're good enough to push on towards a playoff contention. To me, this is still the biggest issue on the team. And I think it's a real issue because I think all offseason it's been Trent Williams and four question marks like left guard. I mean, I like Jason Poe. I'm not a fan of Aaron Banks, but we saw with Jason Poe. Like, let's look at both guards, Poe and and Burford. They're both talented. Both of them could be good starters, but I think they're going to be growing pains. So that's guard. You got got two first time starters there. Then like Brendel right now looks like the second best offensive lineman on the team. And he's a question mark. So we'll see from him. So far, so good. Uh, and then right tackle. To me, this this is maybe the biggest question on the team because McGlinchey hasn't been healthy in a while. He's, I mean, he had the setback, unlike Javon Kinlaw. What's his year going to be like? Because even when he's healthy, he's not like a great player. Like he went down last year. Tom Compton did a good job replacing him. The Niners, I mean, he played a lot of games. And he wasn't good, but the Niners were fine without. I don't know if they, I don't know if they have a Tom Compton. 
I was really disrespectful to Tom Compton. I want to take that back. But uh, I don't know that Jalen Moore is as good as Tom Compton or or Colton McKivitz. I guess we'll find out. Maybe they are. But that to me is a big question mark as well. Like, is McGlinchey going to be here this year or is he going to be in and out? Because there's no Tom Compton walking through that door. And the last thing I want to say is it's a, it's a kind of a tricky question. Is the offensive line an issue? Not necessarily with the run game. And they run the ball most of the time. So if they can sort of like play the game the way they want and get a lead and run the ball and play good defense, they can work around it. But pass protection is an issue. It's always an issue for this team. And eventually you got to throw the ball. And every year this team gets quarterbacks hurt. So, yeah, it's a freaking issue. And I hope Kyle figures it out. Okay. Sorry. I just don't want to see those videos in the morning from Dan Orlovsky being like, this sack is the quarterback's fault. That sack is the quarterback's fault. <laughs> yeah, you when you were in Detroit, is that why you do this? You ran out of the back of the end zone. That was your fault. All right. Bigger concern. <laughs> What's a bigger concern? Jimmy Ward's absence or Mike McGlinchey's absence? McGlinchey's. After wow. seeing last night, I think that was a foreshadowing of what it's going to look like if you got Mokivitz or anyone else out there. Because exactly the reason why you said if, yeah. if if you got there's no Com Compton, there's no Superman coming through to save the day, you know, Leo's boy, you know, I'm, I'm pretty convinced. Com you know what? You know, Grant, you're convinced some of the players watch the show and play out of spite for you. I'm convinced Compton did the same with Leo when he heard that. He said, like, <laughs> all right, he's like, all right, Leo the loon, here I come, bro, with my oh. superheroes cave to prove you wrong. Yeah, yeah, I see you playing. Come on, bro. So that's why I thought he played for out of spite for him. But no, I think you know Jimmy Ward, fantastic player. I really was thought he was gonna have a phenomenal year. Was gonna be a Pro Bowl this year. Losing that many games, it's gonna be rough to actually make a case for that. But McGlinchey automatically because of what you have backing behind him, and it's not like most teams have like adequate you know backups like that. That was pretty much almost like an outlier in a sense last year. You got that mm -hmm. comp for the 49ers. That was fantastic. Hell, 2019 was an outlier. You had both your tackles out. But this year, it's like it's rough because I feel like McGlinchey is going to miss some time because the fact that he came back after just some action, not even some action, very light action in the first preseason game, he's already hurting. Not even not even the same injury, the same leg, but different injury. It's a little bit of a red flag to me and a concern. And if he's gone, my God, not only do you now, now you're going to have to focus on the interior offensive line, but now it's like, it's really four question marks again. The same thing, like, yeah, Grant, I, I was with you the same thing since March is about, you, you know, you have four variables here. And if he's yeah. out, then great. Forget the variable we thought of McGlinchey. Now it's a huge, all right, yeah. hole. It's a hole yeah. now. It's not a variable. It's a huge hole right there. It's an absence. Right. And if he's gone, <laughs> good luck for Trey Lance. It's great. Hey, he has more mobility. Yeah, but you don't want him running majority of the snaps. You want him to use that when he can. You don't want it to look like it looked last night. That wasn't good. It was not no. good at all. Leo. So I have two kids. I'm allowed a dad joke once, right? The 49ers are – what you're saying is the 49ers are straight out of Compton? <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I like that joke. That was good. That was good. Um, yeah, it's definitely got to be Mike McGlinchey, like for mm. sure. It's okay. You have a year one starter at quarterback. You have a year yeah. one starter at at right guard as well. A year one starter at center as well. So all the way down until Trent Williams, like on that offensive line. So it's it's definitely got to be Mike McGlinchey. Um, obviously weeks three and four is going to be tough to cover jimmy ward's assignment when they played the the denver broncos and los angeles rams but still regardless it, it's got to be michael mcglinchy's position because 49ers got to put some points on the board if they want to win these games especially in denver or against the rams um and it and we know what he does in the run blocking scheme as well 
2019, I feel like it's kind of an outlier because Brunskill played well. Um, school played, you know, better. That was probably the best version of himself during that time. <laughs> um, I don't think you're going to get that out of school this time. Hmm. Doesn't seem like Brunskill's in a suit up, uh, come, you know, and become Superman as well, like Tom Compton or this year's version of Tom Compton. So it's just, uh, <laughs> I, I think 2019 was a little bit of an outlier without McGlinchey, and, and this year there may be some more of uh, growing pains with younger guys in there. It warms my heart for us to give Tom Compton his flowers retroactively. Tom, if you're watching, you're the man. You are you were right. We were wrong. You're good-looking. We're not attractive. Okay. I technically didn't say anything. It was just you guys. That's true. That's fair. It was me and Leo. It was mostly me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. I want to make a case for Jimmy Ward. You guys made a great case for Mike McGlinchey. Um, but I – I've never been a big Mike McGlinchey guy. And although a few years ago, he was a very good run blocker. I wonder what he's going to be this year. I mean, he was healthy. He's been healthy for like a week this, this off season, not his fault, but it's not, he's not exactly in peak McGlinchey form. His best days may be behind him. I mean, he missed all of OTAs and minicamp, got healthy, came back, hurt himself again, not his fault, but what condition is he in? Is he really going to be like a savior when he comes back or is he going to be, um, you know, another part of the problem. Not sure. To me, Jimmy Ward is an impact player. I mean, he erases tight ends for games. When you go up against the the Chiefs, you don't have to worry about Travis Kelsey, theoretically. Now you do. So I think the Niners just lost one of their five best players in Jimmy Ward for at least a quarter of the season. That's a big deal. And behind him, I don't know how – I mean, is George Odom really good? I, I'm not sure how good his backup is either, so we'll see. Both of them are bad, though. These are not good losses. And I wasn't expecting either one. It's bad when you have your own guys missed. Week one, two, three, because of stuff that happened in your own camp. But what are you going to do? Oh, well. I just think because you've seen the 49ers defense done well without some of their great players before. They've, true. They've been able to circumvent that. That's the only reason why for me. It's true. They did lose to Colt McCoy last year without Jimmy Ward. But there were other people <laughs> that came too. Uh, okay, last question of the day. Which running back will be the odd man out? You could even list two running backs because the way I see it is there's six on the roster right now, not counting use check, and they probably only keep four tops. So Devo maybe Samuel. which two will be the odd man out? Leo, you uh, first. Yeah. Um, it's got to be Jordan Mason just because he's an undrafted free agent. It's yeah. the unfortunate part of the business. Uh, looking at this last game, he averaged less than two yards per carry. Um, so I think they'll be able to slide him onto the practice squad. And I referenced this last too game. Bad, he, had, he had two nice runs that got called back to, to no yeah. fault of his own. <laughs> yeah. He did. I, yeah. I just I just referenced that because of uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. When he was an undrafted free agent, he had like a 100-yard game against the Chargers. Guess what? They still cut him, and they were still able to sign him. I was apoplectic squad. about it. I was like, how are you going to die? <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. think one of them has to be Jordan. So they're at six yeah. running backs, not including uh, um, use checks. So hold on real quick. Down to five. Didn't you notice that Mason got in the game before Ty Davis Price last night? That was interesting. Yes. I yes. noticed that. That was yes. an eyebrow user. That was yes. an eyebrow. Like, Ty Davis Price was in late, and then he was I, terrible. How, how I take that is, uh, okay, we're going to put you in this position. Show us why you should make the 53. Okay, fair enough. I, that's fair that's enough. how I took it. Fair enough. Um, and Mason didn't quite do enough to, like, Make it a no doubter. Fair enough. Okay. For sure. Right. He didn't run right. like Pierce did uh over there with the Texans. Pierce looked good. Pierce looked good. Fantasy. Fantasy, Fantasy sleeper. Yeah. And then the second guy, I think I don't know. I think I think the time's up with Michael Hasty at this point. I, I think it is. Um, I think Trey Sermon's not say the trendy answer for sure. Like back. I'm I, I'm not I'm not fully into Trey Sermon myself. 
Uh, but it, I'm it is fully year two. Michael Hasty. I love Jamichael Hasty. He's I like Jamichael Hasty. So good. Where where I can argue against myself is he does something different than the other guys. I agree. And with they that. may want to keep that, and they may yeah. want to keep that. He's their third down back. He runs option routes. He's good. I like Jamichael. Sorry, but yeah, you you might be right. I hope not. I feel like I, he's the Ross yeah. Dwelly of that of that running back room. Like they like him. I don't know. Maybe yeah, they do. They do. Um, they someone tried it's to sign him to before. It's tough to cut Trey Sermon though. It's tough yeah. to cut. It's, Trey it's just tough. It's just he, you can't you can't do it at this point. They should. Like, they, should they should. They should. But I just Jose, don't do think, think they will. I don't think yeah, they will. Yeah, I know, Jose. What do you think? That's such a hard one. Because I feel like I feel like the Niners kind of also like not showed their hand, not trying to read too much into it, but you know, Jordan Mason did speak at a press conference the other day, right? He did. That's that's sometimes that's a big deal. Hey, we're not cutting this guy. You know, it's like right? Basically, so, like, hey, get to know this guy. He's gonna be on our team. Like, why would you bring him out to the meet? Why do I need to get him know him? No offense. I like him. I'm sure we I, we probably requested him. Maybe we requested him. Maybe that's why we got it. Who the hell requested Jordan Mason? Yeah. Heidi, it wasn't me. Freaking it wasn't me. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, just, and I'm gonna be selfish because I wanted to make a team. Jordan Mason. I mean, okay, let's just say we already know who the hell. We already know it's it's Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell, and then I guess TDP. That's yeah. three, and Jordan Mason's the fourth. Do they go and actually hold a fifth running back this year? Because this team is ran through running backs Ooh, like freaking. That's great. That's they great. Might, they, they, could, water, they could put dude. Mitchell on pup. Oh god, oh, that's right. right. gonna happen. But I think they it's gonna be something. I I could see them keeping keeping hasty. I I, I think Leo's the one that's gonna be the realistic one because I think Mason's gonna be the one who got to survive a practice squad, but I think Trey Sermon can survive the practice squad too, to be honest. Who the hell's picking him up? I agree with that. I Who's see that's the thing. I, what has he shown? They're not trading now, him. He shows up at Ohio State. Maybe some personnel departments like him from I saw a few years ago. I saw someone tweet saying, saying, like, oh, watch the sermon get a lot of run to showcase for a trade. Who's trading him? Why the hell would He's you hurting his own value by existing. No, so it's I think I, I think that I think I, I can see it happening, and I want and I think that's and that's what I would go with is the, those four. Mason, TDP, I mean TDP. You know, we know with him. And then yeah. if you really want to go to the limb, Hasty and then Sermon. But Sermon's the bottom man out, and then I would go with Hasty. It's tough to keep Sermon when, to me, he's shown that he's the worst running back on the team. I like Mason and Hasty better than him. And Ty Davis-Price, like, it's too early. He's a rookie. He's going to make the team. But Sermon, as year right two, you got all the reps with the starters. You got less than two yards of carry. You had every year. opportunity, man. You weren't hurt. No one to blame but yourself. I, I don't see how he makes this team. I think it would be a travesty. A travesty. And if they cut him, I don't I, who's picking him up? They could put him right on practice squad, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. And if See, they I don't, don't I don't think he'll sign. He doesn't run hard. People be like, oh, he didn't have the, the lanes, he didn't have the holes. Okay, well, fall forward. Get an extra get two yards after contact. Nope. You know everyone else how, does. He just looks slow to me. How they that talk too. about quarterback with happy feet. That's what I see with Sermon right now. He like he's he so undecisive and he starts going like this. Like yep. he does has no idea what to do. Nope. This dude starts nope. getting like jello and just starts just shaking around and stuff like that, man. It's like, what are you going? I was looking through <laughs> the Niners media though? guide this week and they have little blurbs about each player, and it kind of explains what they liked about him. So the two blurbs about Trey Sermon. One, very high vertical leap. Two, studied the Niners offense at Ohio State. That's what they liked about him. Come on. He can jump high though, very high. Did you know that? That's nice. Maybe he can transition to tight end. Red red zone targets at tight end. 
red yeah. zone targets at tight end. He's a decent receiver. They throw him a lot. They're really trying to make Trey Sermon a thing. I'm not sure that they will be able to do that, though. It'll be tough. Do I really have, like, high hopes for Trey? I really thought he was going to be solid in terms of, like, that versatility guy. I didn't think he was going to be such an explosive runner, but I thought he was going to be more so, like, a, a decent runner. With a lot of with with a lot of receiving capability, I remember me and Leo did a show when that he got drafted, and I said something like that. I could see him being like a great like dual threat guy who comes in like a third down or something like that. And then, god damn, how wrong was I was on that? <laughs> Here's how Kyle drafts running backs because he's done three like in the mid rounds and failed each time. Well, I'm not saying failed, but so far it hasn't looked good. And you and like the scouts do a great job later, but he what he does, I think he just looks. Give me their best game. Let me see their best game. And so he took Joe Williams in his 330 yards against UCLA. Uh, Trey Sermon is 330 yards against North Northwestern and tight of his price is 287 against Florida. It's so obvious that he's like, look, I don't have that much time. You know, I got two months. Just show me their best game. Give me their best. Oh, it's like, okay, well, maybe that's not the best way to scout a running. I'm just saying has, you're over three on that one. I can understand why he would think that way. Like, well, this is, you know, this shows what he's capable of. Or, Man, I was so hyped for Joe Williams. So hyped. I mean, he did that to UCLA. That must have been real. We're a great football team. He had like Wait. three games in a row or something like that with 200 yards on the ground. Like, I think it's oh, good got- not to draft running backs off of three games. That's what I've learned from Kyle Shanahan. Don't do that. All right, Joe, Jose, Joe, <laughs> Leo and Jose together is Joe. I don't know. Anyway, that's our show. Sorry about that. Jose was not amused. Look at him. He's like, don't no, ever call me Joe. That was, that was a slip of the tongue. Sorry about that. Go, go put, this go is put fun your hat on. Go put your coat let me make sure. On. Let me see if there's any um, comments, people that want to participate drake jackson hit on mills was crazy yeah he hit them hell hard that was the kind yeah, of I hit think- that in the 90s people would be juiced about but now it's like it was so the chest, but it's always the aesthetic now they don't care if it look if it looks bad we don't care if his head snaps yeah well mills got a long neck so it definitely snaps back that's a lot it of area mark jacobs says lance will never be mahomes lynch and kyle are a joke okay Who said he's trying to be mahomes well Okay. They could if they wanted Mahomes, they could have had Mahomes. They should. I mean, they should have had Mahomes. That's what I'm saying. David Devin Two Sherman says you were hard on Kinlaw, but not in a quarterback that throws like a running back that never played quarterback. Wobble throws like a throws low and high throws bust. Not better than okay. I don't. Why am I surprised that Devin Two Sherman looks like Devin Two Sherman? (laughs) He's in the bathroom doing that selfie. That's a good look too. With the oh hold on, he's got the high school bathroom. He's got the uh, he's got the sleeves cut off. Is that a cutoff yeah. baseball jersey? Yeah, it looks good. I think he's yeah. pretty. I, yeah. Well, that's the locker me. room. That's I got the locker you got room. me. You got me, Devin. Yeah. I don't you got me. the wobbly throws complaint. I really don't understand. He's a big like, Jimmy guy. He wants Jimmy back. What is it with people that are in love with the 18th best quarterback in the league? You know, it's like, yeah, he's not the best, <laughs> but. I'll, I'll forever remember Grant last month when we when we had a show and this guy went toe to toe with you on a, on a Jimmy defensive. That was just. Just like, that was just hilarious. It was like ten dollars after ten dollars after ten. Yeah. <laughs> PFF pass blocking grades: Banks twenty eight point nine, Burford thirty two point three. Not ideal. Not. And the and the I, the tackles were worse. At least watching on television. Damn, Isaac. Mitchell says. Uh, Michael says Mitchell Wilson Mason Hasty practice squad TDP. This should be the depth chart for running back. Ooh. Grant, you are a harbinger of doom. Keep it up. That's not nice. TDP is <laughs> going to the practice squad. I don't he know if they a, could sneak him. No, like he was. They were in someone, someone, someone. someone you gonna cut a rookie third round pick? I, that would be crazy. I wish Banks was at least made. Made. We got you already. Appreciate you. 
Anything else? I think we're. Well, that was a good reiteration. We wish. Hey, this year's gold. We want Banks to be <laughs> mid, and all things are right. All right. Please be mid. Just be mid. That's all we Jimmy got. Jimmy's junk food and trade you know? is is vegetables. Nobody wants to eat their vegetables, even though it's good for them. That's right. It's like you're trying to you're trying to you know shred for the summer. It's like, can't we just keep eating pizza? No, it's not no, going to happen like, for you if you keep like, eating pizza. But no, I came close like, last year. Hey. No. Leo's like, I, eat, I hey, there's onions and cilantro on my tacos. That's vegetables. That counts for me. Hey, that's facts. Adam says, <laughs> are you worried that Lance only threw two in-breaking routes this preseason? No, that's smart. You need to avoid things he doesn't do as well early on. I mean, like, the Seahawks did that for Russell Wilson his whole career. He wasn't throwing over the middle. Kyler doesn't throw over the middle. I mean, eventually Lance should have the entire field at his disposal. But at first, you start with what he does well and work from there. I mean, that's what they did with Tom Brady. Tom Brady wasn't like a big-time gunslinger his first few years in the league. He was a game mm-hmm. manager, and then he worked from there. Yeah. I'm just yeah. ready for the games now. Me too. All right, that's the show. Thank you, everyone. Leo, great job. He'll be back. We'll be Appreciate back. Uh, what is today? Friday? Normally, we'll be doing these on Wednesdays. But I still haven't locked in my schedule for the year because I don't know what the Niners' weekly timing for their press conferences is, but we'll be Wednesday. Oh, they've morning. been weird. They have been it's weird. Like- yeah, feels nice. Out. I was gonna say I haven't been on this with you guys since we had to wear like collar T-shirts, button down. Yeah, this we kind of, we kind of. It's not as formal anymore, and also your internet got so much better. <laughs> I didn't cut out the real winner. So hey, hey, you great. cut out for like two seconds. You used to cut yeah. out for half a show. So that I'm was like, a nice. It was like how Kenny would oh. die in every South Park. It was like Leo would eventually <laughs> right out. You know. Oh, and there he goes. No, that was a great show, everyone. Thanks for watching. I'm going to be back in two hours with Ryan. And then at 2 o'clock, Kyle's going to have his press conference. Maybe he'll say that something – I'm not going to speak it into existence, but I want to know what happened to Trey Lance in that hand when he threw that ball. What happened? Interesting. We'll see. See you guys. Let's find out. Let's find out. Wait.